Welcome. You're listening to Behind the Business Podcast. Do you ever wonder what really happens behind a business? Well, in this podcast, we explore the trials and tribulations of starting a business and being an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jason Manorinter. And I'm your co-host, David Liu. And this is Behind the Business. Okay. Um, yeah, you guys are good to go, man. We're good to go? <laughs> you guys are good to go. <laughs> man, I feel like a celebrity right now. Yeah. It's yeah, a setup. yeah, the way that when you... Well, you guys do headphones too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't sound like this. No. No, yeah. So <laughs> every time I bring somebody onto the into the the studio mm-hmm. just to show them around, mm-hmm. I get them to sit here for like five minutes and I have a straight on conversation with them because as soon as you get them on the mic and the headphones, they think they're on the radio. Yeah. And they just don't stop talking, right? It's weird because people are scared. Like they, they're not used to hearing their own voice. Right. And they're like kind of... Uh, like nervous or shy about because they're like fuck my voice sounds so weird right yeah 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 (laughs) and then like when they at first they're a little bit uncomfortable because they don't like their own voice Mm -hmm. but when you hear your voice on this thing Mm -hmm. it's kind of just like oh man like sometimes they don't stop talking (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) that's awesome yeah it is um yeah should we just dive right into it i guess so right just jump right into it okay let's do it well first of all brian you got a really deep manly voice yeah i know i mean it's it's even worse because like i got sick three months ago got yeah. laryngitis oh, i lost my voice okay. and it's like slowly coming back but even like before it was like pretty bad yeah, yeah. i was getting like all these batman jokes and such shit like that well, it <laughs> it's a bit more raspy than it was before oh yeah definitely yeah 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 one person like as soon as somebody called me batman they're just like where's the joker and i'm just like oh my god <laughs> Man. so i just it's went a good with voice it. though it's a very good voice it's a good radio <laughs> first voice. time yeah you two got the radio voices man, like. sometimes i just want it to go yeah it's just it's just doing that okay. yeah it's good though okay good. sounds good well yeah welcome to episode 22 um and for those of you listening this is this is the first time we're actually i feel like in a legit podcast studio <laughs> and we got the camera's hooked up here. Yeah, is, cameras are rolling. Which is the first time I'm like kind of, kind of weird with all these cameras right now. But it's <laughs> it's all good. Um, we we're gonna be talking with Brian Fam today, and uh, Brian Fam, his company is called FamWow Productions, and what you do is photos and digital media. Yeah, photo, video, digital media, just make content um i guess now that we have a studio it's more like production like i'm doing more productions and stuff like that so yeah mm-hmm. we're, we're currently in their studio luma <laughs> yeah we're, we're in their studio yeah yeah, yeah. which yeah. is which is cool um and uh why did you set up this podcast studio just before we start um so basically i was partners with another group mm-hmm. um we do digital art and then I was partners with another group and we did podcast mm-hmm. and we had about a year ago, we started this turnkey podcast business where this board, this table, a nice small room with a bunch of mics um, was set up for people to just come in, you know, bring their memory card, hit record and r- right away they have a podcast that they can produce or they, they can publish um, for like little next to nothing it's all audio but we that's the service that we're providing where were you 22 episodes ago (laughs) (laughs) like this is when we started but 
That's a that's a good question. Yeah. I I didn't even know you guys had a podcast. Yeah, we kind of were discussing about it like maybe a month ago because we needed some video content, and I was like, I should talk to Brian because he makes some pretty uh, crazy videos, right? So, and uh, I feel like we didn't even know that this was a thing until we came here last week. Yeah, um, I mean, well, we we came, hope- we came here for video production. Yeah, for YYC Real Estate Group. And then you guys saw that we had a podcast room. Exactly. Yeah. And now we're here. I saw what you did there. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we, like, I literally smashed those two groups together and put it all in one place, oh, which definitely. made it, it was a no brainer in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, we just kind of like coagulated all our assets, mm-hmm. had it all in one place. And instead of me traveling to three different places in the city, I just have to come here every day, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Is, so um, is it just you? or no so it's me um and three other partners okay um that take care of the studio portion of everything and everybody has a different job some people are is in charge of sales some people is charge of business development business admin and project management Mm -hmm. and the other person's uh a tech specialist he's my go-to guy like if i need to figure something out i'm just like hey i need to figure this out and he does it was he just in here no, he's Ivan. I don't. I don't think you guys met him. But okay. He's kind of like my go-to how-to. Like I have a problem, he fixes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a like every every crew, every business needs one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because he's just like like right now I'm having like storage issues. Right, like I've got like terabytes of stuff. Mm-hmm. I have storage issues, and we just hired a new editor, and so the editor needs to access my storage but i need to access at the same time we can't sit at the same computer and we're not transferring files to a hard drive moving it over so that he can edit and i can edit too so now we're figuring out a way to create like this one storage area that we can both access at the same time he's figuring that all out you're you're talking about digital storage digital storage yeah yeah yeah. not (laughs) physical storage yeah yeah um tell us about your company what you guys do more in depth about it because uh yeah like and how'd you guys get into that um so my personal company it's just i decided like i started in video Mm -hmm. then i started taking a bunch of photos and then i mean i think a a lot of people go this route um they love what they do and they want to make money what they in what they do Mm -hmm. right so you're shooting videos for what like companies uh commercial real estate um i'd like i've done i've been on a bunch of like indie feature film sets um a lot of that stuff's volunteer work, but like you learn so much sitting on like a, a future film set that that uh, that knowledge base that you get from being there, mm-hmm. it's priceless, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to get more into like the creative storytelling kind of thing, but at the same time, we all get to make money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because like your your background's actually in oil and gas, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So what were you doing? pre uh like the photography and also the videos and stuff yeah like how'd that. you how'd you get into this yeah so before that i was i went to school at state for the petroleum engineering program that's the same one you took mm-hmm. right got out took my first job that was handed to me there like at that time it was 2014 mm-hmm. people were literally handing me jobs i had one guy at one company he was just like go to our website and pick whatever you want everything's like plus 15 years experience i'm just like you just want me to pick whatever I want. You're going to give it to me. He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do that, man. <laughs> like, I'd, like, I, he was literally just handing me whatever position I wanted, right? Yeah. That was on the website. Um, 
And I didn't realize that at the time, but in retrospect, I mean, in the oil and gas days, that's what people were literally doing. They were just giving, they're basically giving money away, right? Totally, totally. Yeah, I took my first job, went and worked out for, in the field for four years, and then... Uh, how, how old were you? I was, man, for 2014. I don't even want to disclose my age, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, 2014, I'm now 38, so six years ago. So 32. 32, yeah. Okay. okay. So you just finished school at age 32, and then uh, start your petroleum engineer. Uh, yeah, I was 30. a field operator. Field operator, okay. Yeah, working in the field. Uh, seven days on, seven days off, worked half the year, uh-huh. only half the year, made six figures. Like, it was sweet. Like, mm-hmm. I just got out of school, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, I couldn't ask for a better job, right? Totally. totally. Yeah, actually, to this day, I'll tell people, like, I actually love that job. Mm-hmm. Like, I love working with the people. I didn't really like working in Peace River, Alberta, but the people were great. The mm-hmm. money was great. And I only worked six months out of the year right it's crazy yeah i've worked yeah. up there before too <clears throat> yeah it's, it's not fun it's very far yeah it's <laughs> it's far and yeah. i mean everything closes at 6 p.m and so if you want to go get like your tire tire changed after work it's like you gotta wait till your day's off and i don't want to be there on my days off you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but so, with that you also got to travel a lot because um for this the the one week off or one week on like you you got to travel a lot during that time too because i i saw that you were traveling yeah yeah so the weeks off week off for the most part i would come home to calgary Mm -hmm. and if i wasn't home in calgary i was somewhere else Mm -hmm. right that was what was great about it all right and then you're you're working there for how long uh, I worked there transition. for four years. You know, you, you actually have a pretty sweet voice on the mic, too. Do I? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I feel like I sound like a kid or something. Oh, as soon as you came in, I was just like, oh, man, like, that's sweet. <laughs> Thanks. No one said that before. <laughs> <laughs> um, I worked there for four years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And why did you leave? What was that, what was that transition that made you switch? Yeah, so that's another long story, too, but I'll try to make it really quick. So 2014, six months after that, um, economic downturn, everything hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I s- was lucky to have a job. But I'm a frontline worker, right? They don't get rid of people who pull oil out of the ground, right? Stayed there for four years. But essentially, when I went into that job, I was only supposed to be there for six months to a year, mm-hmm. right? And then I was supposed to come back to Calgary, sit in a nice, probably a cubicle, to be honest with you, wear like a button-up shirt, maybe a sat- tie sometimes, and like <laughs> actually do engineering work, right? Yep. But because the economic downturn happened, um, there was no reason for them to pull me back as a production engineer, mm-hmm. right? Um, because we weren't growing as a business. There was no new wells. We weren't getting more oil. We were just pulling up whatever oil we had left out of the ground. Mm-hmm. So there was no need for my education mm-hmm. back in back in the office, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I stayed there for four years, mm-hmm. but I didn't mind it, mm-hmm. right? I was making good money, right? Totally. Um, so what happened in four years was one of my friends passed away from colon cancer. Mm-hmm. At the time, she was 35, and I was 35 too. And this girl, she was nothing short of amazing. Mormon, didn't smoke, didn't drink, um, didn't do drugs, um, ran the Spartan race every single year. You know, just mm-hmm. like the, word, the last person you thought that was going to pass away, mm-hmm. right? Got diagnosed with colon cancer two weeks after that, gone. And that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But and for whatever reason, like that hit me really hard. Mm-hmm. 
I was out on the field in my truck. Somebody messaged me, told me, and I just broke down. Mm-hmm. Like I completely broke down. Um, up until that point, anybody that has ever passed away in my life was kind of like onset. Like they had a disease, they had cancer. I knew they were going to yeah. eventually leave. But this person was like in my life one day and out my life the other. And so that's the reason why I attribute it to being hard for me at that moment in time is because they just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Right. So what were you thinking when, when you heard the news? Um, well, I started crying. I was very emotional. <clears throat> and then I went to go talk to my, my team lead and asked him and told him about it. Like I wasn't getting work done or anything. Like I couldn't get work done. Mm. And he's just like, you know what? Take the rest of your days off, go home, fix it or do whatever you have to do. And then when you're ready, come back. I just left her one, one day, went to her funeral and came back. But as soon as I came back, work wasn't the same anymore, mm-hmm. right? I was pulling like, I was pulling gauges and like tweaking <laughs> things and like doing my normal oil field stuff. But I actually cared about why I was doing it or if I was doing it for a reason, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, yeah, right? Yeah. Purpose. Yeah, yeah, purpose, exactly. So, you know, out of school, first job, great paying job, um, I was like, I was pretty much like a rocket, right? I was moving, right? Planning to work out there for a year, come back to Calgary, get a nice desk job, you know, use my education. Mm-hmm. But then the economy tanked and I let the economy be the reason why I stopped growing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that, mm-hmm. right? Well, my, my mind didn't like that, right? I was okay with it until my friend passed away and I realized that I wasn't growing professionally or personally in any way whatsoever, and you had no control. Over and it. I had no control, yeah. right? And so work was never the same. Mm-hmm. I was like instantaneously depressed, didn't do the work to the best of my ability, not that I did it to the best of my ability anyway. Yeah. Don't <laughs> take that out of there. <laughs> Just kidding. I was sufficient. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and I just didn't, I just didn't want to be there. Uh, went inside the office to my team lead because he was the person that I directly reported to every single day. Mm-hmm. I was just like, hey, listen, I got to talk to you about something. He's like, you're going to quit. And I'm like, <laughs> how did you know? Yeah. He's just like, you, you've never been the same since you came back. Oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like, I didn't know. Like, I, I apparently I'm very transparent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, body language shows, right? <laughs> yeah. The way you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, so um, he's just like, yeah, just let me know when you want to go, when you, like, you know, how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, decided that I was going to start traveling the world a lot more, mm-hmm. right? And so I worked, like, three months straight and just stacked mad cash. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. is, like, when you're th- about 36? Uh, no, this was, yeah, no, this was probably 2016, 2016, I think. Okay. 35 2017 let's say 2017 35 yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, stacked a bunch of cash and then just traveled Mm -hmm. yeah i took off for the winter went out for three months never came back Mm. yeah that's awesome yeah that's funny because um that kind of actually happened to me too like when i was working in oil and gas like it was actually uh, i was on a job and uh this was at like synovis and uh, i was working on this service rig great company by the way this guy almost dropped a piece of equipment on me, like a, a thousand, uh, like a thousand pound, like the the tongs for the rig, and like at that instant, it actually made me reflect on my life. Like, why am I up here? 
like uh is this really worth me dying like on the job like had i been two meters in front of where it was and this guy wasn't even looking when he was handling this piece of equipment like i would have been paralyzed or or dead for sure mm -hmm. so after that i i kind of had like this thought in my mind like why am i here like i'm i'm literally working for this company that i don't really care for like it doesn't really have any growth for me and uh, that's actually what made me leave the oil and gas industry too crazy yeah, man. It's, Yo, that's crazy it's, 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 it's nuts it's the oil and gas changers <laughs> yeah. yeah it's 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 the money right yeah. mm -hmm. like it's hard it's hard to say no to the money and it doesn't matter what industry you're in mm -hmm. if you're making money and you're making decent money mm -hmm. then it's hard to say no to that period for sure and so you left for three months yeah and uh was this kind of you trying to find yourself yeah, so I left to, I, so at the slide at the funeral of my friend, um, there was a slideshow there, and I didn't know a lot about her in terms of you know the life that she had lived, right? Um, but there's a slideshow there, and her slideshow she'd been to like thirty plus different countries, same age as me, and like when I compared myself to her, I've been like to five, uh -huh. right? Um, and in her slideshow, she was like at the pyramids on camels, canals, boats, like just all this stuff. And I was just like thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm sad that she's gone, but she lived a pretty quality life, right? Not to say that it could have been better, but, you know, just recently I heard this quote that, you know, it's it's not about the, about the amount of years that you spend in, in on this earth, in this life. It's about the quality of years that you have, right? Mm -hmm. That matters, right? Totally, totally. Yeah. And so, I mean, still sad, but it put a little bit more relief on my reasoning behind why she was gone um, is that, you know, she, she, she lived a good life. Mm -hmm. And her sister told me that, you know, right up until her death that she passed away, she was just like really content, like with her parents, telling her parents that it's okay, telling her sister. And she didn't have to do that. She was going to die, right? Mm -hmm. She didn't have to care about whether her family or her friends were going to be okay. She genuinely was saying that it was okay. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. she was ready. You know what I mean? She, yeah. She had a happy life. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. She, she was already living life to, like, the full potential. Anyways. Exactly. Like, exactly. If you're living every day like that, then you have nothing to regret. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, in that respect, I decided that it was time for me to go see more of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where'd you go? Um, so the first year, um, I went to the Philippines. Um, the second year, I went all, all Southeast Asia. Um, and this is the first time I've ever traveled alone, mm -hmm. too, right? I don't know if you've ever traveled alone before, but it's you, like You a, get a lot when you travel alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get a lot. You yeah, figure yeah. out a lot about yourself, oh, yeah. who you are, yeah. like the people that you want to talk to, how you do things, how you think, like all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So the first time I went to the Philippines, the second time I went to Southeast Asia, um, and I did like five different countries in Southeast Asia, Hong Kong, Japan, um, Vietnam, uh, I, so long ago, I can't even remember, Australia. Um, but the second time I went to Southeast Asia, being a first-time solo traveler, I didn't feel like I did it right because you learn so much about how to travel. Uh. Um, so the year after that, I just did it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By yourself again. Yeah, by myself again. 
And when Sweet. you said travel, you, were you traveling this whole year? Like no, oh, um, the first year, yeah, the first year was about a month and a half mm-hmm. that I did. The second year was three months, mm-hmm. and the third year was three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can, I guess to fill in some gaps there. When I came back from my first solo trip, I needed a job, right? <laughs> <laughs> I needed to make money, right? Yeah. Um, so I asked one of my good friends who uh, was manager of a locating company. They're the guys that locate for Alberta One Call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was just like, hey, like, I need a job. I actually asked this guy before I even quit my last job, to be honest with you, because there's no way I was going to leave a six-figure job, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. without knowing that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go travel the world and come back and, like, not make money, right? <laughs> nothing. Yeah. So as soon as I told him, I'm like, yo, like, I hate my job. Um, not that I hate it, but I'm depressed, mm-hmm. and I need, I need a change. I'm like, but I'm not going to quit my job unless I, you can guarantee me that you're going to give me another job. And he's like, 100%. Mm-hmm. So that's when I walked into the office and I quit. <laughs> right yeah. um yeah so came back worked that locating job by not like a career job by any means but it was new it was fresh i did it and it uh it's a seasonal job right like if you think about construction a lot of the construction booms and happening and starts happening whether it's like road construction home construction driveway fence backyard deck tree happens as soon as the snow melts Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so the snow melts and like my job's booming up until the snow comes back Mm -hmm. and so when the snow comes back there's my work goes from like you know 10 12 hour day down to like two hours a day Mm -hmm. and so i was just like you know what i'm just gonna get laid off and travel travel. (laughs) yeah that's a good (laughs) trade-off yeah and so i did that for a couple years and that's when i picked up photography and videography, right? It coincides with my travels, right? Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, so you picked up photography just out of, like, for fun? Um, no. Um, I picked up videography, oh, videography. Out, of, out, of, out of fun. For, for traveling. For, for traveling, yeah. And then photography came with it, because a lot of people don't know, but they go really hand in hand. Mm-hmm. One's just a moving picture. The other one's just a not moving picture yeah, yeah. right <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um and so i didn't i didn't necessarily pick it up for traveling like i started traveling first but i didn't want to travel and not kind of like document like nobody sees this stuff but the reason why my hard drives are full is because i have like stuff from 2016 that like nobody doesn't see the light of day right uh-huh. yeah so you you started um doing videography just for yourself yeah yeah and then at what point did you turn it into a business so um i went traveling did videography for about two years the two years that i went traveling and then after that i decided well what happened was instagram is a great tool for marketing Mm -hmm. right you put good work on instagram people are going to reach out for you for things right like if they get a sense that you know how to take a picture somebody's going to ask you to take a picture somebody's going to ask you to pay you for it right yeah so that's how it all started right so you were you were posting photos on instagram correct um but and then someone just asked you hey i'll pay you well either somebody was just like hey i'm gonna pay you like like do you do this yeah like how much do you charge everybody always everybody wants it for free (laughs) but everybody will always ask you how much you charge because they want to sound like a cheapskate right um and so sure enough, like I got... Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, look it up for free. 
<laughs> can't do things. I saw you look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Sure enough, one thing led to another, where you know I'm looking online, like, how much is this worth, or you know, like how much to charge, or da 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 da, and like like any business or anybody that's starting in some some type of freelance business, like you undervalue yourself. Right, like I'm sure, like yep. for you guys, first, yeah, yeah, you undervalue yourself at first, um, but then you start realizing the value in what you provide because it's all value proposition, as people would say in the business world, mm-hmm. and then you start realizing that you know not everybody can do what you do, mm-hmm. and not everybody can do it as good as you can do. I'm not saying that I'm the best, but this is why people reach out to people like you or people like me mm-hmm. for your expertise, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's because they're willing to pay for you to do what you do, mm-hmm. right? And I think f- for sure, um, we talked about this a couple of podcasts before, like at the beginning, um, you are selling yourself short because you're still learning too. Right. And then once you get comfortable, you're like, never doing that again. Never yeah, selling you no, again. no. Yeah. You get to a point where you learn how to value yourself properly mm-hmm. for what you're able to provide mm-hmm. because- I'm not going to walk in there and pretend like I know everything about real estate or if that I've took the exam or I'm part of the board or I pay these dues or whatever. Like I'm not going to pretend that. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people need to start realizing that is that if you could do it yourself, you would do it yourself, mm-hmm. but you can't. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why you pay people to do it for sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So you, I'm assuming your photos on Instagram were really nice. You haven't seen them? No. <laughs> <laughs> they're great. Um, I got to go look very at them. Creative. Like, yeah. They're like, pieces of art <laughs> like they're they're very crisp like a lot of landscapes travel uh, headshots how, cool. how did you then start did you teach yourself how to take these good photos so everything that i've learned was self-taught mm. um and i'll I, i'll tell this to everybody that like youtube is a great way to start learning things um the algorithm is phenomenal for suggesting you content that you're actually interested in mm-hmm. right if you're truly interested in it It'll show you ex- exactly what you want. So literally, you go through my feed. It's like how to take this photo, how to edit like this, how to shoot this kind of video, how to light this, how to do audio. Like it's just it'll just com- keep on piling up, mm-hmm. and then sure enough, my interest allowed me to just keep on tapping it, adding it to queue, make a playlist, blah blah blah, and I'll watch that shit day in and day out mm-hmm. to learn more about how to get it all done. Nowhere near a professional level, but a lot higher than somebody coming right out of the gate right yeah so you were taking photos and and editing them and just for yourself because you wanted to see better and nicer images correct yeah like if you see my first photo it's terrible (laughs) like it's absolutely terrible probably like all my photos like what is it I don't know. It's about me. Like, you know how people do that Instagram stance? I got my friend to take take my camera. Yeah. They're taking a picture of me. I'm in this like weird stance that at the time I thought was cool. But now that I look at it and I'm like, that's so stupid. You know, <laughs> like, why was I standing like that? Yeah. But basically we're at the river, um, the Bow River uh, by Inglewood. And we're just chilling on the river. I'm like, yo, take a picture of me. And then they took a picture of me and I'm like standing super weird and awkward <laughs> and stuff like that uh, that's funny. so tell me about your first um like business how you how you actually turned it into a business and realized you had something here because it sounded like a passion project you were just doing it for fun mm-hmm. 
um, I'm not sure, like, did you just quit your job um, that you had and just like, hey, I'm doing this full time? Like, what made you fully commit to the business? And yeah, so the first couple of gigs that I got were, were, I don't even remember, to be honest with you. Like, if I sat on my computer, I can look back and tell you exactly the date and what I shot and everything like that, right? But uh, if I remember correctly, the first couple gigs were photo gigs. And they were just like this engagement shoot or this kind of like family portrait or whatever, right? And people would message me, me and like in my mind, I did want to break out into this industry, but I really knew nothing about it. Like, how do you communicate with people? How do you quote people? How much is your charge? How do you invoice people, right? A lot of everything in the beginning was not under my corporate company or my business. It was just like, yeah, just send me an Eve transfer, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not, as you know, the most proper way to start business, right? Um, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs though, the first well it's year, all like they don't know like well they transfer, don't teach you this stuff in school right no, yeah. they don't right you're it's learning all, as you go yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. nobody teaches you about incorporating like you know the provincial side of it the federal side of it or accounting how to do proper books how to you know how to use your business account properly separate from your personal account like nobody teaches you how to do that no no one <laughs> nobody teaches you how to pay yourself in payrolls so that yeah. you know yeah yeah so you, you know tax deduction from yeah, it. <laughs> yeah exactly nobody teaches you that stuff right mm-hmm. that's what you like again that's what you pay an accountant for right my accountant taught me the first year after she's like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it completely wrong you need this this i was like no one tells you yeah right? it's kind of just like here's what i have yeah let me know if you need anything yeah. see you later <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but it's a lot of like a lot of research and a lot of people like friends that are already in the industry and they're i'm just like hey man like i need to invoice this client like i don't know how to do it they're just like oh this is what i use mm-hmm. or i would like ask them i would outsource a job to them or kind of like you know subcontract a job to somebody and they'd be sent they're like okay i'll send you a quote they send me a quote and i'm just like copy and paste copy and paste <laughs> copy and paste right like oh yeah that looks good that looks professional send that out <laughs> kind of thing right yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all like one huge learning curve right for it's sure. all internet resources and, and oh for sure yeah. yeah 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 so moving it into the business what i was doing was i was doing photography and some video jobs <laughs> Did so, you quit your job like that? No, oh, I was doing, I was working the nine to five. It was actually like nine to seven, but I was also doing the five to nine. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, at first it was okay. Cause I, I love doing that stuff anyways. And I really don't go out. So I was just hanging out on my computer from five to nine doing the side business or the side hustle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, this five to nine became five to 10, five to 11. And I was just, work i was working two jobs Mm -hmm. right and then at that point you have to decide as an entrepreneur or freelancer or somebody who's working two jobs and needs more time to concentrate on the job that they really want to do when's the time to kind of let that go Mm -hmm. let one go and move one over it'd be to be honest it'd be nice to sit on like you know a nice nest egg and just be like well screw this job i love doing this i'm going to do this but that's not like the real world for most people. Never. Never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, Sometimes, right? Sometimes, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I would say two years ago, I started getting very overwhelmed with the five to nine. Um, and then I start, started to decide, like, something's got to give, right? Like, do I take less hours? Do I make less money? Do I 
make just enough money to live so that I can actually concentrate on the business that I want to grow and I want to move forward. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was two years ago. That was about two years ago. Yeah. And then obviously you, you decided to, well, I did. I was just like, Hey, this is my last year. And I stopped traveling. Right. Cause traveling costs money. Right. You come back and you know, a lot of your savings is gone and then you kind of have to build that back up. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take this year off. Mm-hmm. Um, was it this year? Yeah, I'm going to take this year off. Well, what a great year to take it off. <laughs> well, not this year, the last oh, year. Oh, the last year. Okay. I'm going to take this year yeah. off and concentrate on working on my business yeah. during the winter time, so that I don't have to go back to work, right? And that's like, even though my website's still not ready, yeah. that's like websites, processes, you know, templates, you know, email templates, and just refining it. Like I still, to be honest with you, I still don't even have that together. Like I've got like floating invoices right now that are just like it's money in the air i gotta invoice them pull that money back down you know (laughs) yeah yeah well you're still fresh into your company yeah well that's my freelance business right and then i partner up with my my friends my good friends and we start the studio which is another business on its own right and so i need to right now i'm balancing two so basically i still have two jobs yeah right i'm trying to manage the studio I run this the studio with my friends, but at the same time, I need to cater to my freelance clients all in the same place, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's another thing. Yeah, that, that comes with um, like time management and, and like using a calendar, having structures for the business and, and allocating proper time for each one so that um, they're not suffering. Right, and knowing... You know, if you work with partners, right, knowing who does does what and what what they do best and let them do that so that you can concentrate on what you're going to do. And like project management, block scheduling, make sure that you get certain things that need to be done first before you're working on other things because it just doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, so it takes, it's, it's, you're right, it's all time management. You just have to manage your time properly and make sure that what you're doing first is more important in the grand scheme of things, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, time management is something they don't teach you. No. Kind of thrown into that. No. I just learned that like two years ago. <laughs> well, well, the that, busier you joining with Jay. Yeah. <laughs> the busier you get, and especially with partners, right, you have to create structures. You have to be more in communication, and people have to see what your day looks like, and you have to manage your time because other people's time is important. These are things that I think you learn as your business grows as an entrepreneur, but mm. there's no there's no school for it. Mm-hmm. You know, you the school is your business that yeah. you're you're going through. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe this goes for you as well. Like, I don't know where you came from before real estate that, like, the growth is probably what's more important to you. And that's why I left my other job, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's no business growth, no, no career growth, no personal growth. And running your own business is a full-time job. Uh, it's a lot of work, and you, it's a consistent hustle. Right, you're always learning new things, incorporating new ways to be more efficient, and and just get ahead of the curve. I don't like using that because of COVID, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so you partnered with your friends, mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Was that the decision um, that you decided, or like they approached you when you left, or like how did how did you decide <clears throat> that you wanted to partner up with your friends? Well, we got together because of very common interests, right? Um, and it just so happens that we all provide something that the other person doesn't have. Um, and 
I don't know if you guys have that or if you guys know people that have that. But when that happens, it's just like synergy is a really crappy word too. But there's just <laughs> well, like that's an awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. People people use it in like different ways, and I'm just like, mm. but like it just we work really well together, and we get like I wouldn't have been able to be at this point without those guys mm. right are these like childhood friends or just people you met like no they're not childhood friends they're not the people that i used to hang out with they're more um they like i've known them i've known one of them for a lot very long time but they're just like-minded people and it's so important like being with somebody who just gets it and working with somebody who just gets it like people never say don't mix business and uh and friendship i was gonna say pleasure but that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so not right <laughs> they're all women <laughs> um uh, i forgot what i was gonna say because i was too funny don't mix business and, uh, friends. and friendship, friendship but yeah. like it just like they're my friends and I, like I, just the other when during thanksgiving i was just like they're like, what are you thankful for, Brian? And I'm just like, I'm thankful you, for you guys. Like, I, I, I freaking love you guys, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dave never says that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that's because he doesn't mix business and pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it, it's good though working with friends because, like, you kind of have a relationship. Once you kind of understand what the like um like strengths and weaknesses of each other and and you're actually able to offer feedback or like constructive criticism on on things that it's actually for the greater good of the business right like right it, it works right right, so. right 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 and if it was like a normal but like like an out of the blue kind of business partner maybe somebody that is a little bit not more respectable not that i don't respect them or anything like that but like like i shit on my business partners all the time just because it's like you know, let's, we got to get this work done, you know? Like, what are you guys doing? And I do it to be kind of an angle, but at the same time, it sends a message. Like, we got to get on this. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Who you surround yourself with, especially in business, um, I, fa- I, I learned that a lot. Yeah. I, I've had a lot of failed businesses. And uh, I wouldn't say all of it, but, like, the partners you, you partner with, uh, it plays a key role, right? Right. In, in the longevity of the business. Yeah. Right. Because at, at the beginning of the business, it's always, um, what do you call that? Unicorns and. It's all uh, rainbows and unicorns. Yeah, rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> That's Dave's line. But uh, you don't really get to see the the true business till like a year or two years after. Right. Because that's when true colors come out, right? Right, right, right. At right. the beginning, it's fun and everything. It's like a relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the yeah. honeymoon stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> But then you got then there's a time to get to work. Oh, and yeah. you got to get to work. work. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, so you guys are two years in now. Well, we've been. This is our second year. Second year. Yeah, our okay. second year. We started meeting twice a week, every single week, last October. Mm-hmm. So this is our second year. So, so, what would you say the importance of uh, weekly meetings is? Um, even if you don't get anything done. It gives you the opportunity, the platform to like raise a lot of questions or concerns or things that need to get done to the table. Like it was a real struggle during like, you know, lockdown, lockdown, mm-hmm. where everybody was doing Zoom meetings because it's just not as effective, right? Like they get off line and they probably start playing video games or something like that, right? <laughs> like at some point... Oh, you, they're, they're in their underwear. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like at some point you need to, like you need to, like whether they're doing work or not at home, 
you need to know that they're like sometimes just having them in the other office you know that they're they could be playing video games there too actually <laughs> but um the weekly meetings are important because um synergy <laughs> yeah yeah we we meet once well, we have meetings every tuesday at 9 30 till 12 30 yeah and yeah it's, it's always in there it's like concrete like there's no it's a non-negotiable yeah so we have that in there just to <clears> kind of get the week going and started and we know what's going on and stuff like that so and i think you nailed it um it, it needs to happen because we didn't have that at the beginning and um you know, for business people that are starting with business partners, I, I feel like it's very critical to have those uh, weekly meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, Even when nothing happens, something happens, yeah, right? Yeah. Even just because you're all there. I don't know if it's like spiritual aura energy or whatever. Even if nothing or nothing's on the docket, that's like a legal term or whatever, but um, <laughs> something ends up happening, right? Somebody sits there, starts raising questions, start being like, we need this, we need this, we need this. Eventually you guys i don't know you guys put into like an organizational structure start checking off boxes and you know it needs and like this the zoom calls aren't the same like it doesn't do the same it doesn't hit the same just like podcasts on video does not hit like uh, like zoom videos right right we did did one just wasn't the same yeah no no there's something with like human to human in person (laughs) interaction right yeah yeah yeah, so weekly meetings, like if you're partnering up with somebody and you need to, you guys want to create something, you guys want to grow something together, like the weekly the weekly meetings are very important. Totally. When did you guys get this space? Um, so like why did you guys decide a space? And like, was it during COVID or like what happened with this? So what happened was um, the group that, that we're together, like the partners that I'm in with to do digital art, um, Digital art, you mean? We are we created a company to bring digital art um, to the art scene in Calgary, and we don't like really talk about it much because we're just like that's why we've been meeting every single week. But um, that's where we're going to go. That's what we're going to do. Digital art for Calgary. Um, well, I don't. I don't like. I like that you're asking questions. And I really want to tell you about it, <laughs> okay. but. Um, it's but one of those, it. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, one okay. of those things that when you see it, yeah. you're gonna see it. And you're okay. gonna know. Oh, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you guys are working on this is a different company, different from. Fem- well, that's the reason why we got together. So I'll tell you why. So in October, I met up with my friend Mike, and I was like, "This is what I want to do." Mm-hmm. A week after, he brought in his friend Ivan, and he, Ivan is the tech guy. He's like, "This is how we do it." And then we just started meeting every twice a week, actually, mm-hmm. every single week forever until covid happened until to like create the business model how we're going to get it done what are the technical aspects who do we need to partner with or who are we going to talk to um everything kind of just falls into falls together i was going to say fall pieces falls together when you have those weekly meetings right mm-hmm. and so eventually because we were meeting at mike's office right which was at near mccall um i was there twice a week every single week and he had space. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to move my stuff here, mm-hmm. right? I'm just going to start working here. So, because like I'm here twice a week anyway, and anyway, right? So I started editing and working out of that place. This is your freelance stuff that you're. This doing. is my freelance yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and then up until March or wherever when COVID hit. Um, long story short is that we lost the office because we were subleasing it from a guy that didn't want to pay his rent anymore. Oh, right. 
So we lost it. We also, long story short, kind of lost the podcast lease too. Kind of under the same belts. Long story short, we lost it. And then that's when I got the great idea is to, to amalgamate them together, right? But it took us from April, which was like the lockdown lockdown, up until August to actually find a place. And when we found a place, it was this place. So that's how they, that all came together. Got it. So it, you guys actually just moved in fresh in here since August. September 1st, we moved September in. September 1st. Yeah. Crazy. Well, it's a nice space. We've been here lots. Yeah. And uh, pre, pre-studio Luma. Pre-studio. Yeah, pre-studio, yeah. right? Because yeah. yeah. when we've rolled up here, we're like, oh, we know, we've been here like 10 times because oh. we knew John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah. like when you told me in the on the phone, you were in the parking lot, and I was like, damn that's crazy yeah, yeah. right yeah, so and then when you told me how i was like oh man that makes total sense yeah it's because i showed up i was like am i at the right place like i had to call i had to call you just to confirm like this is bay 10 right like, yeah bay 10 i was like oh shit i know this guy here yeah i called someone and i'm like i'm so lost right now they're like no you're at the right bay and i was like okay i think it was mike that picked up or someone i don't know who picked up maybe i don't yeah. know yeah, I was crazy. It's just it, oh, you called the actual line. I called the. I, that's so I funny because I yeah. didn't have your number, so I yeah. googled it. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. I'm well. I'm glad that worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad that worked. Someone's using it. Yeah. So yeah, now you got the space. Um, how how would you say you've grown your business though, and got got it to where you're at? Because it looks like you're doing very well. Yeah. Um, the growth has been really good ever since we started um obviously getting into a new space where like nothing's really ready for you there's a lot of work in like building the cyclorama wall putting the desk together like even networking and computers and lighting like it's all work right um but how well i don't even remember the question what was the question again (laughs) what what do you think uh, made you guys grow so fast made your business grow so fast because like maybe any advice or anything for someone that's in photography or Mm. videography Mm. um how did they get to that level um to be honest with you our first podcast client knew that we did this from before not even starting here and reached out to me because they're like hey we're we're, we do this podcast we want to move to the video format they're like can you help us out with that and i'm like yeah 100 we can right and back again like how it grew so fast is like instagram's a great marketing tool Mm -hmm. like people know about it my contacts in the industry know about it right uh photographers uh cinematographers i just tell them about it bring them to the space show them the space and word gets out man calgary's a small place man yeah word gets out so you would attribute it to um utilizing uh social media instagram yeah one we don't even really have like a real marketing thing yet right um a lot of it's just me like, hey, we just got a new place. Come check it out. Hey, we just got a new place. Come check it out. Come check it out. Like this spiel that I just told you guys, I've done like a hundred times uh-huh. for people that walk through the door, right? Come in, sit down, turn on the podcast, listen to the podcast. You guys want to see the rest of the place? Go to the rest of the place. Explain the whole ordeal yeah. to everybody so they kind of know full well what's going on here. And if they want to come, they come. If they don't, then they don't, right? But more often than not, people want to come. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I actually heard about it from Mel Lou. Like mm-hmm. she, she was just on our podcast, like, two days ago. But she was like, uh, yeah, Brian has, like, a new studio. It's got a podcast room and all this stuff. I was like, oh, shit, I want to see this space. <laughs> yeah. So it's evolved into podcast room, video footage. You, initially, you were just doing photos. Now, are you, are you like, a, 
marketing agency now would you consider yourself like um my friends would call it a creative agency okay a creative agency because i, I mean we we, we want to do kind of not like a little bit of everything but we want to make sure that if there is some but somebody that comes to us be like hey you guys can you guys do this and it involves either photography videography electronics sound lighting um or whatever that we can do it we can create that 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 content or that product or or that form of media for you right mm-hmm. so it sounds like you create creative would you say creative agency creative <laughs> agency and it's for businesses for them to be like to to utilize you guys for whatever aspect that they want right yeah, like it sounds like you're like a full service agency for creative development yeah and yeah, it evolved to this. It evolved to this. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be like this. I was just like, I li- like the cyclorama wall. I'm two months ago. I was on a music video shoot, <laughs> and I saw one for the first time mm-hmm. ever. I didn't even know what it was called, but I walked onto this music video set. I was just like, "That's freaking cool!" <laughs> right? I took a picture of it and I sent it to my business partners. I'm like, partners, I'm like, we need this. They're like, okay. Where where was it? Um. I don't know. I don't want to disclose it. Just competition. <laughs> it's competition. Okay, no worries. But yeah, but there's a couple of them in the city. Yeah, because they're like I've seen them in a lot of music videos. It just looks like an infinity. Like, yeah, it's like right? the the one that I think about the most is that Omarion video with uh, what's her name, the Jenny girl Echo? that sings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just like dancing, they're and dancing. it just looks like white space, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the one I think of. What song is that? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a similar space like you have upstairs, right? That's how you create that look, yeah. That white space. Because it just looks like it doesn't end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like like what I realized was like, so people use pa- these paper backdrops for photography, right? And that curve thing creates that look where it goes on like, you know, forever, right? Because when two edges meet, you create that that line, which nobody likes, right? What the wall does is it does that, but it's a permanent structure is all it is, right? But yeah, that's how I found out about it. That's cool. Yeah. I definitely want to get a photo up there. I was up there. Like, Yo, this looks sick. Right? Yeah, I, I heard you on your Instagram stories. You're like white wall. <laughs> <laughs> that's like Jason. I miss you. <laughs> yeah. So that, like, I mean, that's how that came about. Like the podcast studio speaks for itself on its own, um, and then kind of like oh, a lot. But you of- never had like you don't have a podcast right no i don't have but a podcast. you guys just were like hey let's create a podcast room mm. uh rent it out um to people like that was just another idea to as your business evolved right yeah so how the podcast started was my friend donnie wong was doing a weekly podcast show he was streaming it live on ig and he was posting his audio online and I kind of took notice a few times. Like, I think he was like six, seven, eight episodes in. And then when I realized that this was, this guy's legit, he's doing this every single week. Right. I was just like, Hey, let me come in and film your podcast. Right. Because it doesn't make sense for me to like, be like, go in there one time. And I like, I want to create that workflow where I pack my gear. I drive to the place. I unpack my gear. I set everything up just exactly what I did here to show you guys to, to film this right and create that consistency on if i ever wanted to film a podcast this is the process that i need to get through mm-hmm. to get to to be ready for it and to be able to film it and film it properly right yeah, yeah. and so that's how it started 
what happened was another good friend of mine, Steve Mix, saw what we were doing and wanted to capitalize on our experience of getting from zero to however many podcasts that we did. What he did was he bought this board. He bought these two mics. I bought the other two mics. I and then we bought a bunch of headphones. And can you hit some of those buttons? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need that. That's does it, great. Does That's it have the, the reggae to, the, the reggae horn? I don't think it has a, a reggae tone one. Oh, you know like the reggae horn? It's like... Bam, 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 bam. I love that one. You can just do that by like sound effects. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, That's so, creating value right there. <laughs> sure. So he bought the board and he's like, hey, listen, I see a business opportunity here right? Let's get you and your crew together. I buy the equipment. I find a lease. We set up the space, use your expertise in creating 28 episodes or whatever of a podcast and start coaching people and selling people on that, on other people who wanted to make a podcast, but don't have the means, the space, the equipment, and the know-how to do it. And that's how this, we, it's, it's called one-to-one was the, the, the media group that we created about it. It's called One to One Studios. So you guys actually created this podcast to to train people how to create a podcast. Correct. Oh. We would onboard them, teach them best practices, um, show them how to publish it onto Anchor, which publishes it to like all these other different ones. Um, yeah, we would. What we were trying to do was trying to take all the guesswork out of creating podcasts, so that people can just come in, hit record, and just talk just podcast yeah yeah it's like a turnkey podcast system like if someone has an idea for a podcast you can help them facilitate it from start to finish so they can just focus on the content correct yeah and we were doing really good like pre-covid i mean only a a few of them filmed their podcast but pre-covid we had nine ongoing clients but then covid hit and we're just like okay well nobody really knew what to do when covid hit right Yeah, yeah 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 well yeah COVID happened for us and then we started the podcast. Right? Yeah. So, well, yeah. like this, this board and these mics were sold out. Oh, it was like, so hard. To, yeah, yeah. Like you couldn't buy it. Yeah. Like March, April, May, June, like you couldn't buy it. They were sold out everywhere. Cause everybody was just like, let's do podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, see, I see a great uh, business for you in, in the future with the podcast for sure. Yeah. We just need to figure out how to like, cause like, we don't want to leave people with just their podcast, right? Um, like creating a podcast is fine. Um, the audio portion is fine. The video portion is fine. But like it costs money, mm-hmm. right? And like we don't want to just leave you paying out of pocket to do your podcast. And so what we do when we sit down with clients is we create meetings based on strategy and we create a media kit. And this media kit goes to you and you take that media kit and you go out to whatever industry that you want to target and you'd be like hey this is my podcast this is how many people listen to it this is how many people download it this is how many people watch it this is what our podcast is about we'd love to partner up with you we'd love if you can sponsor us we'll give you a spot at at the beginning and the middle the end of the podcast where we divulge your product or talk about your product or whatever right Mm -hmm. and so we don't want them to pay out of pocket just to do a podcast we want their podcast because it's media and it's content to help bring in revenue so that the podcast could at first pay for itself but then after that maybe more right yeah like an income stream yeah i was talking about that yesterday 
Yeah, I, I, Dave, I feel like Brian's trying to sell this to us right now. <laughs> you're looking for this. Hey, man, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm not actually trying to sell you anything. <laughs> no, 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 this is just what we do here, yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? No, it's just funny because we literally had a meeting about it yesterday, uh-huh. and we're like, where, where do we go with this right yeah. now? I'm like, where? let me talk to Brian about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are 22 episodes in, yeah. and a lot of people don't even make it that far, yeah. right? So there's a, there's a lot of consistency in what you guys are doing, so... Maybe it's time to, to, you know, take it to the next level or benchmark <laughs> it and just be like, okay, are we going to do this? Are we going to do it forever? And if we're going to do it forever, how are we going to capitalize on what we're doing here? Right. That's exactly what's been going in my brain. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what are we doing with this? Yeah. Like, we can talk about that after. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that after. Back, back to the, your business here. Um, what would you say the biggest things you've learned about business and yourself in the last couple of years growing it to where it's at right now oh man that's tough um man that's tough i don't know to be honest with you i don't know how freelancers do it all themselves Mm -hmm. like they actually have to wear the hat of like eight different departments when you run your own business Mm -hmm. which is not easy right this is why there are these different departments in large corporations right because you can't do it yourself um people can people do do it themselves and hats off to those people because i mean i i hate invoicing people i mean the communication part's fine but i just don't like the logistics side of business like what i like doing is i like taking pictures and i like creating videos that's all i like doing right when it comes to everything else that has to do with it like marketing sometimes that's easy because you it kind of d- does it on its own or whatever but like the logistics marketing the the business side of it the young like i don't like doing that stuff right and so i guess to answer your question like if you can create a team to help you do that kind of stuff then it's going to free up more time so that you can do what you love to do and that's probably one of my best advices for people that are starting up their own businesses is find the right people and pay them accordingly, right? Like, you know, people want to do it all themselves because they don't want to pay anybody. But if you know you're good at only this thing and that's all you want to concentrate on, maybe it's worth thinking about paying people to do all the other stuff that you don't like doing so that you can just do what you love doing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I agree, I agree 100%. Um, yeah, they, they call it the PIE. So it's like the, the, the P stands for like productivity, and that's what creates the I, which is income, right? So you want to focus on what creates the most income per hour uh, from the P&I. And then the E is everything else that uh, you, you can do, but you don't really want to do. So you should delegate that to somebody else mm. so that you can focus on the P&I. Right. Yeah. Yeah, pie. Yeah. Focus on the pie. <coughs> focus on the pie. Focus on the pie. And, I, you know, that's, that's, I think, one of the hardest things for entrepreneurs to 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 accept um i was when i was doing real estate um before i partnered with dave i did everything and then dave was like when we partnered up he's like yo i have someone to do all the paperwork and i was like no no, no we're not paying anyone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. i think that's the asian you, yeah. you to be honest with you it's like <laughs> you don't want to pay anyone anything like let's save money everywhere right yeah. You can't do it all though. And like, no, you can't. You only have certain time in a day and like there's focusing on in the business and out of the business. And I find that you need to focus on your strengths, right? Like if, if you're doing all these little things that you don't enjoy doing, it's going to kind of go into the side that you 
you do enjoy doing so mm. you have to kind of delegate that stuff. it's gonna wear you down yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It gets and like like i said like i've got like you know 20 invoices that i need to do and i haven't done them yet because i don't like invoicing yeah. but good thing that we have a business admin that's gonna start invoicing everybody you know and it's worth paying them however much they want to get paid to get it done right Absolutely. for me at least paid, yeah yeah <laughs> no it is for sure um and that's the only way to grow your business yeah right? like yeah because when you're in the business working on the back end stuff it takes away definitely what you said your front end business right so i totally agree with that yeah um dave do you have any other questions For Mr. Fan, I wonder. I wonder how Mel's podcast was. <laughs> You'll hear it. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen yeah. to that one. Yeah. I guess what was the the hardest lesson that you've learned from uh, you know just transitioning from your nine to five to your own personal business? Hmm. Can you repeat that question? Actually, what was the hardest lesson that you've learned transferring from nine to five to uh, your your own personal business? Um. That's a good question. I think if I had to say something about the hardest thing is that if you know that this is what you want to do, do it faster, mm. right? Like I took way too long and like I, I wore myself down working two jobs. Um, figure out a way where you could get it, get there faster because when you're happy doing what you want to do, everything just falls into place, right? Like you're not, it's not that you're not going to run into struggles, but you start finding the solutions in easier ways and either easier methods because you have the time to like think about it and figure out who can help you or, you know, how you're going to do it to get to where you want to go a lot faster. Um, and that tr transition isn't easy, right? And it, it was hard, but you need to figure out, like somebody said, like, you know, you need, if this is what you really want to do, Right. You have to be willing to take a pay cut and start back down here to get back up here, if that makes any sense, right? Like you need to start, you know, you know, budgeting your money, like, you know, maybe to get a cheaper car, a car that doesn't cost as much or whatever. Not that I did that, right? Because I, I, that's why it was hard for me because I, my transition was a little bit longer, right? But if you can get there faster, you're going to be a lot more happier. Right, and if you're happy, then in my, in my belief, everything just falls into place. Like this place, like I didn't even think I would be here. Like two, three months ago, I didn't think I would be here. But everything is just really falling into place here. It's a lot of work, right? There are obstacles and struggles that to get here, but finding the solution and fixing those issues and those problems happened a lot easier than I thought it would be. Passion, yeah, passion and happiness. Well, I think it 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 is is like once you aren't aren't doing some when once you're doing something that makes you happy versus like doing something that not makes you happy, it's going to grow exponentially more because you're going to be putting your work and more passion into yeah, that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like yeah. it's as cliche as it sounds, you know. It's so it's so it's so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so important. And like I'd like I would rather take a pay cut and be happy in doing what I'm doing than you know making that money and having like a extra electric skateboard or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> what you have. Yeah, what I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%, yeah. Um 
is there anything else you want to say for like entrepreneurs, people getting into business, um, starting business, too scared to get into business? Any advice or anything, last words you want to share uh, to the listeners? Um, it, I think it's going to be hard. Like if it was, if it wasn't hard, everybody would would be doing it. Um, but if you're ever thinking of a do doing it, you should just do it because working for somebody, if you're, you're either, you're either two people, either somebody who works for somebody or you're somebody who works for yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that person that works for somebody. If that's what you love, if you love being a cushy job, working nine to five, that's for some people, but for entrepreneurs, um, you know, it's hard, but you surround yourself with the right people and the right people will help you get through it. Mm-hmm. Totally. totally. Yeah. Surround yourself with the right people. I totally agree on that one. Yeah. You're Especially the- if you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're the average of the, the five people you spend the most time with. So. Yeah. 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 And, w- and for you, I guess it's t- totally worth it and more fulfilling, right? And that's yeah, what, like that's the end of the ton. Like at this yeah. point in time, I spend more time with my business partners than I do with like my 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 group of friends, yeah. right? And sometimes it's hard for me to leave this place because my friend, my business partners are here, yeah. right? I'm like, oh man, we can get work done, but it doesn't even seem like work at that point in time. Right. I'm like actually hanging with my business partners that are my friends and we're making shit happen. Yeah, yeah. Right. Versus if I would have gone the, like, go hang out with my friends, then not that it's not anything less or anything like that, but like <laughs> I, I'm here to create, achieve a goal uh-huh. i'm here to create something and then achieve a goal and these are the people that i want to do it with yeah. right and so if these are the people that i want to do it with these are the people that i'm going to spend most of my time with that's just flat out the way that it is mm-hmm. and i'm sorry that i haven't spent time with you know some of my friends and some of my ki- friends kids or whatever but i'm here to create something yeah. and that's what i'm concentrating on right i love what i do and that's why i'm here yeah if you want to come hang out with me, you guys know where I am. <laughs> 403 Mike Jones. <laughs> That's so funny. No, you know, you kind of nailed it with your friends too. Nothing with friends, but I think when you get to a point in your career and you're an entrepreneur, uh, it, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs go through this. It's like your your friends that you hang out with or your business, and, and um, you kind of feel guilty, right, if you're not hanging out with your friends sometimes, mm. right? Um, but I think, uh, the older you get and like the more focused you are with your business, then you're kind of realizing like, Hey, this is actually like, you're working towards something. Mm. Right? And then that's, mm. that's where, you know, a lot of your friends, um, don't see you, right. Because you're so busy with your business, then you got like your family and then like you are trying to squeeze in friends. Right. But definitely when you're passionate about your, your, uh, career and your, where your company wants to go. Um, you need to be that laser focus I mm-hmm. feel, mm-hmm. or it's not going to grow, right? Yeah, like to be honest with you, this is the legacy that I want to leave behind, right? This is the the, the generational wealth that I want to leave behind yeah. and that's why I'm here and that's why I do what I do. It's a bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. it's, it's hard because a lot of people don't understand because they don't have the same commitments and the non-negotiables for it. So and like coming from nine to five, going into uh, uh, like self-employed or, or business, like you can't think the same way as an employee mm-hmm. to, to, to operate a business. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, it's tough because, you know, friends and family are just like, yo, do you want to go do this? And I'm just like, well, I do, 
but I don't. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But I but I don't be and it, it's because it's not because that I can't, but it's because you know, I'm laser focused. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And like yeah. it's it's just one of those things. You feel guilty for it because yeah. you can't help but feel guilty. It's but just, like honestly Because you do care. Yeah, right? you do care. It's just your priorities are now to have changed. Right. right? Yeah, I, yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. I think it'll be better once <clears throat> COVID is done because like then you can kind of throw events and then yeah. have your friends there. And Bring them like to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then that way you can see everybody and it's like kind of you, you give time for everybody at the same time and then and then after that like you can get back to the grind cuz you they know that you're going to like you're busy working, right? Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you know, Brian, that was good podcast there that we had uh learned a lot we'd probably be using your services in the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I didn't uh, to be honest with you i didn't mean to sell <laughs> you guys I, I, I joke a lot yeah. that I joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome where, where can they find you brian like um your social media my handle is p-h-a-m-w-o-a-w that's fam wow it's a little play on sham wow oh <laughs> <laughs> Somebody called me that once and it just kind of stuck. Um, that's my Instagram. Yeah, I mean, not that I put on anything else on any other social media channels, but if you guys find me on, that's my handle for everything. Okay. Yeah. And where and uh, where's this physical location here? This is 7130 Fisher Road, Bay 10. Um, come in, make an appointment, come check it out if you guys are interested in anything. Um, don't come in here to steal anything. If <laughs> <laughs> This place is built like a rock, yeah. by the way. Like, you're never going to get in, but I shouldn't actually say that because people are going to try. <laughs> people are going to try. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah? Challenge <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. accepted. <laughs> but, yeah. That's where we can find you, then. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Cool. cool. We'll end it at that. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for coming on and thanks for... Thanks for having me. It was a good time. (laughs)